Today's episode is brought to you by my Hyundai rental car. As I sit in the parking lot of World Market, recording this podcast to talk about a few things Orioles. One, today is Friday, August 14th, and the Orioles are three games above 500. We sit at 10 and 7. The unfortunate news is even with this uh, incredible record exceeding by everyone's expectations, uh, we still sit in third place in the AL East. Uh, so it's, a, it's an uphill battle. Uh, both the New York Yankees uh, and now the Tampa Bay Rays, who were red hot, uh, sit above us. But you know what? I, I have a feeling that we're going to, you know, we, hey, we might not sweep every series, but this is a good team. Not only that, the one thing that we've proven is that we have the ability to bounce back. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Chris Davis. We're going to talk about the classy Mohawk and other things. Because you know what? I just like the duck. An Orioles podcast. Orioles baseball. Feel the magic where you are. I feel like a kid again when I am at the yard. So let's recap a little bit of how we got to where we are today. Uh, it's, it would be nice if we could forget a few of these games, but let's start with the very first one. Uh, we went up to Fenway and absolutely got blown out by the Red Sox. Uh, it was ugly. And as the, the skipper put it in the post-game show, hey, you know what? Let's just flush this one. Let's pretend it didn't happen. We're going to come back in tomorrow morning, uh, and it's a new day. And you know what? I think that set the tone for the rest of the year. Because what happened on that next day was the, the Orioles came out and played extremely well. We won that game. And then, to everybody's surprise, we came back the third day uh, and won the series against the Red Sox. Now, again, as we can see now, the Red Sox are not the same team that they've been the past few years. Uh, it does look like they're going to struggle a little bit. But you know what? A great performance out of the gate, winning two of three at Fenway. Now, again, how much does home field advantage play this year? Eh. Uh, you know what? It's still knowing your home ballpark, uh, especially in the outfield knowing where to go, knowing where to hit, all that kind of stuff. So I do think that there is a home field advantage. Now, the next series was supposed to be kind of this uh, two home and two away series with the Marlins, and that got all screwed up because the Marlins came down with a case of the COVIDs. And so, you know what? Instead of everybody just kind of sitting at home twiddling their thumbs, Major League Baseball stepped up and said, hey, you know what? Yankees aren't playing either, so why don't the Yankees come to Camden Yards and you guys play a two-game series? You were supposed to play here in the next week or so anyway. Uh, we'll figure out a way to play that third game, but go ahead and just play two now. And you know what? The Yankees looked incredible. Uh, they came out that first game, uh, blew us away. But you know what? That second game was really interesting. Uh, and it looked like the Orioles had a chance. Uh, Pedro Severino hit a late home run in the eighth. But you know what? Uh, unfortunately for Cole Sulcer, uh, he got hit around. Uh, and I think what was only his second you know, attempt at kind of a closing role. Actually, I think he came in the eighth. Uh, and Aaron Judge hit a home run. And that, there goes that series. Uh, so now we're sitting at, what's this, two out of three. And then... Um, uh, two out of five. So it wasn't looking pretty. Uh, and I think that's when we then played the Tampa Bay Rays and actually swept the Tampa Bay Rays facing not only Blake Snell, uh, but their other uh, starting pitcher, my mind escaping me, but who's extremely good, um, Charlie Mortensen. And so, uh, but yeah, we, we got our first sweep in forever. And obviously everybody kind of said, oh, that's a fluke. And sure enough, 
uh, we tend to prove them right by dropping the next four games uh, to the Miami Marlins. Not only that, we gave up Richard Blyer to the Miami Marlins for a teenager to be named. Uh, so I was not thrilled with that. I think uh, Richard Blyer is a leader in our bullpen, uh, was somebody that could definitely help us down the road. But you know what? It is what it is. It terrifies me each and every day that Mike Elias is going to trade away some other great uh, Oriole player that can help us win today for some teenager to be named in the future. Um, so after that horrible series um, against the Miami Marlins, again, that mentality of just flush it. Wake up, play as hard as you can the next day. And sure enough, we go down to Washington, D.C. for a three-game series uh, against the defending World Series champions, uh, the Washington Nationals. And we, we, okay, we take the first two games, um, and then that third game uh, was, was suspended by a tarp mal uh, malfunction. Now, let's talk about those three games, because I personally feel like uh, it's completely on me that we won. That first game, I noticed that I was wearing my favorite old-school Kiss t-shirt, uh, and sure enough, we blow out uh, the Washington Nationals. Now, come the second game. I'm not wearing the KISS t-shirt, uh, and we're behind. And so, you know what? I remember, you know what? What was I wearing the night before when we blew out the Nationals? Oh, yeah, the KISS t-shirt. Let me go grab the KISS t-shirt from the dirty laundry uh, and bring it out for some good luck. And sure enough, I bring it out right in the eighth inning when the Orioles come back, and we win that key critical game. So, obviously, for the third game... I come out and present my t-shirt. It has its own share so that it can watch the game. And we, well, almost sweep the Nationals. We'll see tonight as we finish that postponed game. So obviously the KISS t-shirt is now going to be present for all of the games. But here, so, I mean, because I brought it back. I brought it back out for the Philadelphia game. We win that game. Obviously it's sitting in the chair for every single game uh, as we sweep the Philadelphia Phillies. It's all me and my KISS t-shirt. I posted this on Twitter. Thanks for all the fun reactions. Here's my dilemma. I've got to go up. I live in Dallas, Texas. I've got to go up and visit my parents in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So is the magic in the KISS t-shirt watching the games from the chair? Or does it need to be with me? In other words, do I turn the baseball on and leave the t-shirt in Dallas on the chair watching the game or <clears throat> or do I take the t-shirt with me and that's where the magic occurs uh, so what would you do think about that right now make a decision you leave it in Dallas that's where the magic is or does the t-shirt need to be with me for the magic to happen and the right answer is hopefully that it needs to be with me because I packed that t-shirt and it's coming to Tulsa Oklahoma uh, and, and is gonna you know watch all of the games with me fingers crossed that's where the magic happens. So the Orioles are playing extremely well. I mean, these guys like Tom Eshelman, Tommy Malone, Wade LeBlanc. Uh, and look, our best player, unfortunately, was out in spring training with colon cancer. Our second best player, John Means, you know, uh, unfortunately, his father passed away. He's been out on bereavement. Um, oh, can you imagine how good we would be if we had those two guys every day? Uh, obviously, you can't have means pitching every day, uh, but you know what I mean. Uh, but we've just had uh, an incredible team performance. Everybody's kind of commented on, these are all throwaway guys. You know, look, how many of these guys were, were picked up on the waiver wires? We all know about Hans Alberto, 
uh, Rio Ruiz, Pedro Severino used to be a national. Um, and then we get Rule 5 guys like Anthony Santander. Hey, I love Richie Martin, who was a Rule 5 guy as well. I think Richie Martin uh, you know, could come in and, and play a little bit of shortstop instead of Pat Vileka every now and then uh, and, and be that uh, replacement for Andrew Velasquez, uh, who, thank God, Andrew actually got a hit last night. Uh, so he's looking pretty good. Uh, so I think that this team of misfits, uh, Renato Nunez, obviously, uh, and, and, uh, and then we've got some other homegrown guys like Chance Cisco. Uh, you know, a few guys like um, Austin Hayes, uh, homegrown talent. Let's continue the development of these guys. And look, I know that there's a lot of haters out there with Chris Davis. I'm not one of them. I think that the Orioles are a better team with Chris Davis in the lineup. Now, that might not be true when we face left-handed starting pitchers, but it's definitely true when we face right-handed batters. Uh, and I get it. You know, he's not hitting the he's not crushing the ball like he did when he was in spring training, but he doesn't need to. He plays a great first base uh, and is a serviceable serviceable bat right now. His his strikeouts are way down from last year, and he's still a threat uh, to hit the ball deep. And that's that's proven by the way that these guys pitch to him. They're terrified to pitch to Chris Davis. Chris Davis is a leader on this team. These guys look up to him. You know, do you really think that uh, Chance Cisco uh, and Rio Ruiz would have spent so much time in the in the gym if they didn't see the you know the way that Chris Davis came into spring training and talked about that? Uh, these guys feed off of him, uh, and I think that him in the lineup is a much better team for us. I like Renato Nunez uh, at DH because here's the problem: I think us playing him at first base and us playing him at third base is just a way for Mike Elias to shop him around. And try to get some trade value. I don't want to trade Renato Nunez. He's young. He's an incredible DH. And I think that he should be this year, next year, and the foreseeable future. We don't need to trade him. I get it. Everybody is dying to bring in Ryan Mountcastle. And maybe Ryan Mountcastle is the eventual replacement to Dwight Smith. But he's not yet. I don't think that his defense is probably ready to be a replacement for Dwight Smith. Because the, the formula is working. Uh, look, Pat Vleka should be in there as uh, an off-day replacement for Rio Ruiz, uh, who you know, may have a short shoulder. Uh, even you know, Hanser Alberto, who might need the occasional day off. Uh, Jose Iglesias, who is you know, becoming you know, with his you know, quad issue. Uh, hey, I'd love to see Jose as an everyday shortstop, but you know it doesn't look like that's going to happen this year. Uh, and even the ability for Pat to come in uh, and pinch hit against a... Um, against a left-handed pitcher, I mean, you know, that seems to be a, a great answer as he's proven that he can drive the ball out of the park. Uh, so I love that option. But you know what? I, I know I'm in the minority here, but I think that the Orioles are a better team with Chris Davis in the lineup. And you know, I think we're going to see because I, I don't think that he's going to sit out the entire year. Uh, so we're going to see what happens. You know, Hyde, Hyde mentioned as much uh, that he's a better first baseman uh, than anybody else that we have. I get it. If Trey Mancini was out here, that would be a completely different story. But Trey Mancini is not available. Um, Chris Davis is. And, you know, Chris Davis is batting 150. You know, not great. Uh, but I don't know if that's the worst on the team. Uh, and you know what? He's still a threat to go long. And, and is still getting a, a decent amount of walks because pitchers are afraid to, to make a mistake against Chris Davis, as they should be. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Ooh. So I, I fingers crossed. 
I don't know who it's going to be, but we can close out this this ridiculous suspended game, and and we end up with at least the first series sweep. Uh, but you know what? Nothing is ever easy for the Orioles. Uh, and hey, I'll take a little bit of Orioles magic if we can get it. Uh, but then you know, look, we're facing Strasburg, Corbin, Scherzer. Uh, that's not going to be easy. Uh, so I think that uh, this idea, you know, hopefully we can continue to pitch well, that our bullpen continue to be crazy good like it has been. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who's going to be available. I know that Hyde rested a lot of the guys in the pen yesterday. Uh, but it's going to be a fun series. Me and my KISS t-shirt up in Tulsa, Oklahoma with the old man are going to be watching it. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, hey, I, no expectations. Hey, if we lose a game, so be it. I really, really want to win this series, though. I think winning series is the way for this team to make the playoffs. Uh, I think that's key. And I think we can do it. I think that we've proven that we can score late in games. Uh, and a lot of these teams, especially the Nationals, they don't have a strong bullpen. So I think as long as we stay in the game, you know, we're within two, you know, we're within striking distance in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. I think the Orioles have a real shot. And so that's what I'm looking for. That's all I got today. Uh, my hot take on Chris Davis, how we got here. Obviously, I deserve all of the credit because I pulled out a dirty laundry t-shirt uh, in the eighth inning uh, of that first of that second Nationals game. And so uh, I think that the streak's going to continue. Let's go O's, an Orioles podcast. On a final note, I'd just like to give a little shout out to uh, the International Baseball group chat with John Odiasi and Ben the Englishman, uh, who both have horrible Irish accents uh, and are rooting on the, uh, feel, you got to feel sorry for John Odiasi, uh, who, whose Red Sox uh, are not looking pretty. Uh, and then Ben's uh, Murder of Crows, the, the Blue Jays with a new home. Uh, who You know, the, this team, both those teams, I think, were obviously picked to be uh, a whole lot better than the Baltimore Orioles. But you know what? They're not. Uh, they're not looking so good right now. Of course, the Toronto Blue Jays can uh, complain that, hey, we didn't have a home. We didn't know we were going to be playing. Uh, what was us? Uh, but you know what? That, that, uh, that new stadium in, the, in Buffalo looks kind of cool. Uh, it looks good. I'm, I'm actually you know, looking forward to watching a game up there. So we'll see how that runs out. Uh, but shout out to those two guys. Uh, it's been fun talking trash. See you guys next time. Today is Monday, August 17th, and the Baltimore Orioles are currently in third place. So just out of contention for the expanded playoffs of this wild, wacky 2020. But we're going to talk about playoff hopes, roster moves, and of course, our favorite topic of all, Chris Davis. I will also apologize for my Lucky Kiss t-shirt uh, being mismanaged. That and others to come, I just like the duck, an Orioles podcast.